Shalom. Today's Daf Yomi is the Dharam Daf Ayan Gimel, the Dharam 73. And today's Daf Yomi, the Gemara asks the following question by Rami Barchama, that Rami Barchama raised the question, is a cherish somebody allowed to annul the vows of his wife? So generally speaking, a cherish in the Talmud is somebody who does not hear and also does not speak. But here the Ran says very clearly that what is this cherish? This person here is a cherish, is somebody who speaks, but he's just deaf, he does not hear. And that's the that's the cherish that's mentioned in the verse in Psalm 38, verse 14. I'm like a deaf person who does not hear, like a mute who does not open his mouth. But cherish in the language of the Chachamim, throughout the Talmud, is generally somebody who speaks and who does not speak and does not hear. And for sure, that person cannot annul the vows. There's not even a question there because the only way you can annul a vow is by speaking and not through sign language or, or hinting in any other way. And so therefore, clearly, the only question here is somebody who can speak but he can't hear. So is he going to be allowed to annul his is he going to be allowed to know the vows of his wife? So the Gemara says, let's look at the, the nature of the question. Do we want to say, if you want to say that the husband is allowed to annul the vow even if even without hearing, well, that's maybe the case is because that's because that's because he's capable of hearing and so therefore even if he doesn't hear it, he's still able to annul the vow. But the dad person who's not capable of hearing well he can't he can't be included within the fact that the verse says isha. he's not capable of hearing and this is the logic of Rabbi Zera with respect to the that comes to the question of whether a, a carbon mincha a grain offering is supposed to be mixed together Bulula. so we learned in the in the in Gemara Menachos that the mixing of the oil and the flour is not essential for the bringing of the grain offering so you, you technically speaking don't have to mix the grain the grain offering with oil in order to fulfill your obligation however the the Gemara in Menachos and Gimel says that you're not allowed to bring a carbon uh, mincha, a grain offering that is greater than 60 parts of flour in one utensil. Because if you do that, if you have more than 60 astronomy of flour in one utensil, you're not going to be able to mix the oil with it. And this is difficult because if the mixing of the flour with the oil is not essential, why do we care if the flour is so much that you wouldn't be able to mix the oil with it? And so the, and so the Gemara there brings the answer that 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 Amar Rabbi Zeir, that Rabbi Zeir says, you're right, the mixing is not essential, but even though the mixing is not essential, the, the, the grain offering needs to be capable of mixing, meaning to say, if it's capable of being mixed, then the mixing is not essential. But, so then, even if you didn't mix it, you're going, it's going to be a kosher offering. But anything that's not capable of being mixed, but if it's not capable of being mixed, then the mix will be essential. And so, so too, perhaps, it's the same thing with the gnawing of the vows. If the husband is capable of hearing it, then we're going to say that whether or not he heard it, it's not essential. But if you have somebody who's not capable of hearing it in the first place, then we're going to say the hearing 
is necessary in order for him to annul the vow. So that's going to be, that's the first question, that maybe to say that if he's not bar if he's not capable of hearing, that it's something that is something uh, that's in royal bila. It's the equivalent of something that's not even capable of being mixed in the first place. And then the bila ma'akevis, then the fact that there's no oil there is going to be a, a problem. Or do we say, or do maybe we say that the husband having to hear is not essential with respect to the annulling of the vow. And the vow therefore, and therefore the husband doesn't need to be somebody who could hear. And so therefore even the deaf person will be able to annul the vow. And so why does it say, the Shama Isha that the husband hears in the verse, that's just because that's typically the way the world works, that the, that the husband, typically speaking, will only annul the vow after he hears the vow. But if he doesn't hear the vow, he's not going to annul the vow. So that's the, that's the question that the Gemara asks, and it's based upon the famous principle of Rabbi Zera, or, uh, which is that, that that it has to be capable of being mixed in order for us to say that it doesn't need to be mixed, but it still has to be capable. So what's the answer to this question? So Amarava Tashma, we learned Vishama Isha Prash It says in the verse that when do we say that the husband can annul the vow? It says the Braisa says Vishama Isha. The husband hears this comes to exclude. This comes to exclude the wife of a cherish, wife of a deaf. Uh, deaf person, that such a person the husband is not allowed to annul the vow and and Shemamina, we learn from this b'raisa that the cherish cannot annul his wife's vow because he is somebody who is in a royal shmiel. He's not. he's somebody who is not capable of uh, that uh, he's not capable of hearing and so therefore he's not capable of annulling the vow but really technically speaking here this doesn't answer the question of whether a husband in general needs hearing, because it's possible that in this case, it's only the case of the husband who's deaf that's not capable of unknowing the vow. And that relates us back to the principle of Rebbe Zera, that even though you don't do it, you need to be capable of doing it in order for the mitzvah to be applicable.